The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Longwood University or the Rotunda News Magazine. On this episode of The Real Life, there's really nothing super major for us to talk about, so we end up going through the entire podcast just talking about the smaller little bits of news that have happened over the course of this week and all the trailers that have come out this week. Nothing really super exciting. Sorry about that, but... That's all that on this episode of The Real Life. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Real Life. I am Jacob Delandro. And I am Ray Mundy. And at this point, you should really know who we are. Um, anyway. If you care. If, if you care. <laughs> if you've been here at all with us. Um, there's not really a huge amount happening in terms of news this week. It's a tater tot episode. I mean, it basically is. Like, there's a lot of, like, small potato stuff that's happening. And there's a lot of, like, still stuff for us to talk about. But in terms of, like, the big news this week, there really isn't much of anything uh so we're just gonna run through some of the stuff talk about the trailers talk about the small potatoes and yeah should be a pretty light episode um in that case then we're gonna just jump right off with the trailer roundup all right and first one i want to talk about is can you ever forgive me a bad title for a movie that looks quite interesting. It does look interesting. I, what are your opinions of Melissa McCarthy? I love Melissa McCarthy and like, I loved her in The Heat. I liked her in the Identity Theft movie that she did. But Melissa McCarthy has always been a comedian. I never, unfortunately, I didn't see her in Ghostbusters, but I'm interested because this is, Definitely got some comedic aspects, but I think that this is going to be drama, and I'm excited to see how she works in a drama. Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost a cliche at this point. If you look at every major comedian's uh, filmography, there's a few more serious roles in there. Some of them go really far to the end of the spectrum. Robin Williams, there's a movie called One Hour Photo that is just, like, legitimately terrifying, and then you have some like Will Ferrell in movies like Everything Must Go and Stranger Than Fiction and Jim Carrey and The Truman Show that are still dramatic films but have way more comedy sprinkled in them. Well, actually, if I didn't know that it was Melissa McCarthy starring in Can You Ever Forgive Me, I wouldn't have recognized her in the movie. Really? Based on the trailers, like, she's, she's lost some weight. I mean, yeah, but, like, And then she's... the wig doesn't help either. Like, the wig that she's wearing in the movie, I at first was, like, just waiting for her to come on screen. Then I was like, oh, wait, she's already on screen. I mean, I don't think she looks that different. Um... No, but, like, she doesn't look her usual self because in a lot of movies um, that she's starting, she, there's, like, a lot of bright colors or it's very flamboyant and just very out there and that's not at all what she's dressed in yeah like yeah. I, I would describe her costume as drab 
but like not I mean, in that's a the whole bad way. That looks like it's the whole aesthetic of the movie, though. There's yeah. a lot of browns. There's a lot of like duller colors in the film. Um, but I think it's important for what she's doing because she's dealing with documents, and essentially, she's this movie is about her forging documents. Yeah, she's an so, author who's fallen on hard times. No one wants to buy her books anymore, and she starts finding these letters written by other famous authors. And when she finds out that there are people willing to buy these letters, she starts to forge letters between these writers, written by these writers, and eventually she gets, I don't know, at like how, the the trailer shows that she eventually at some point gets found out. I don't know how like that plays into the overall film, if she gets found out early on or later on or anything like that, but they do at least no, show. No, it messes up her life. Yeah. Um, and it One looks thing, really intriguing. I want to see something... Because we've seen movies like this before where the starving writer falls on really bad times and then goes and does something. So I'm interested to see their take on it. But honestly, I'm really tired of the movies that include a starving writer because it just shows anybody... Like, I'm trying to make a career out of writing eventually. I mean, so am I. And so, yeah, exactly. But I have said for years... I refuse to be that starving writer. And I wish that we... I want a movie to come out that does not show a starving writer. I mean... I because do, there's more to the writing aspect of it. They do there's exist. There's more to being... Yeah, that, that's my point, though. They exist. Not everybody is... No, I mean there are movies that exist like that. That's what well, I mean. Well, then you're going to need to send me some links. Stranger Than Fiction, for one. Um... And the, well, the reason that this is like, I don't draw issue with that in particular for this is this is a true story. That is true. Like, it's not just like, let's do another, like, this is a true story. And it's a pretty interesting true story. At the well, it's actually least, not so. the only true story that we'll be talking about on no, this podcast. No, not at all. And that's actually a fairly decent segue because I want to talk about a movie that, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so I have... I have made it no secret in the past of my disdain. Well, I shouldn't say disdain. I have a mixed relationship with a studio known as New Line Cinemas. They have given me some great works. They have funded incredible series, Harold and Kumar, uh, Lord of the Rings. Like, I, like, they funded it. They've made some great... Wait, really? Yeah, I New Line did it. it. Yeah. Um, the new one or the old one? New one. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, they've shoveled out a lot of mediocre Hollywood comedy. We're going to film this for $5 million on like a back lot. Crap. I'm talking like... Total BS. I'm talk- I know what you mean. I'm talking like every like coming this June starring, oh, I didn't realize that comedian was still making movies, movie that you've seen. Yeah. Most recent example, and honestly, worst example I could think of in a long time, The House. Like I actually Will F- purposely didn't see that. I was hoping I would never see it, and then I came back for winter break, and my parents were like, hey, let's watch this movie. And I was like, fine, I guess. Uh, I actually laughed. screaming. I laughed once in that movie, and it, I laughed at how bad one of the jokes was. Um, I thought you were going to say something like, redeeming like somebody ran into a wall and you laughed at them i mean do you want to know the joke i do actually okay so one of the characters his the villain quote unquote his name is bob 
Oh, okay. And he goes, yeah, he screams, he screams, what about me? What about Bob? And Amy Poehler laughs and he goes, what? And she goes, oh, d- that's the name of the movie. What about Bob? That's the name of the, this. And I laughed at how I was like, that's your joke. That's your, that's your joke. That's the whole joke. That's, wow. that's actually. You have like David Crumholtz, Nick Kroll, Will Ferrell, Amy Poehler, Jeremy Renner, like a ridiculous number of comedic talent in this film. And that's your joke. I think it's, well, I don't know how much improv, like with, I think with comedians, you need to let, like, if you're going to have a comedian star in a movie, you need to let them do improv. Right. You can't give them a script because then they're not going to be funny. I mean, there's great comedic writers out there. Like you, like most animated comedies, there's very little improv. Well, sometimes there's, but anyway, like. But that's a different genre. Yeah, we're getting we're getting off topic. We're getting off topic. Um. But anyway, uh, so recently I've gotten on decent terms with New Line because they made Game Night, which was the surprise of the year for me honestly like it wasn't a perfect film but like still compared to how bad i thought it was going to be i was extremely surprised how good it was um really? i might have to watch it then i gave it a four out of five it's pretty entertaining um like not just in jokes wise like entirely as a film go read my review that's at the rotunda online.com uh click on the a and e section and you can find the game night review anyway um Tag. Totally not selling your product. But not yeah. even remotely. Tag. I'm That's the trailer excited. we're talking about. I'm excited. If you were to tell me this movie, if you were to just, I don't watch the trailer, and I was like, I'm not going to watch this trailer. Tell me what the movie's about. It would, literally, the plot of this movie is a bunch of, like, at this point, like, mid-40s friends have been playing Tag for 20 years. Like, the game Tag. But it's... Only in the month of May. Only in the month of May. And it lasts the entire month. And they've been playing for 20 years, and now they are all getting back together to try and tag one of their friends who's never been tagged before he retires from the game. That sounds like a terrible movie. And then you watch the trailer, and not only does the cast look great, it's got John Hamm, Hannibal Burris, Nick from New Girl, whose name escapes me even though I love him, um, Jeremy Renner, Ed Helms, Ilsa Fisher, like this cast looks great. Well, also from the trailer though, like there seems to be a plot and it's not just them playing tag, but it also like points out how this game has changed through their life. Like at one point there's a wedding going on and that's actually the first scene that you see of tag because as soon as the uh minister person you may now kiss the bride that part yeah you just see a dude charging up the aisle and he freaking tackles the dude not even the groom or the bride he tackles the minister to be fair he's attempting to tackle the groom and the groom dodged and then he tackled the minister but the like there's there's some sort of like but then there's also that part where they're at a funeral and he's coming to console his friend and he goes I just want you to know that I think your dad would love for you to be it. And that sounds like it would be really bad and really inappropriate. But because of the friendship that is shown in this trailer, 
it actually makes the person feel better and they laugh they all start laughing and it looks like this like this is a trailer and trailers can are rarely actually indicative of the film like i've seen and i've said this before i've seen terrible trailers for good movies i've seen great trailers for terrible movies but there's something about the friendship and the camaraderie shown off in this trailer and just from the cast that makes this feel like that's going to make the movie. Well, also, in like they even say it in the trailers, playing this game every year in the month of May has made it so that they have to be a part of each other's lives. It's forced so, like, them to stay they, connected. Yeah, they stay completely connected to one another. And I'm 21 years old. I would love to have somebody that I'm friends with 20 years from now. Because do you realize, like, even if we only met up once a month every year, do you realize, like, how many memories you get to create with that person? The bond that you get to have with that person? And this is actually based on a true story. Wall Street Journal article from 2012 wrote about these guys. Um, I'd love to speak to the person who found this and then the person who decided that this should be a movie because I'm excited um, I think it was like they were inspired because they heard about someone crashing the funeral and then they went to interview them. Um, but it just looks like an enjoyable film all around. Just looks like a good wholehearted comedy with some pretty clever jokes in it and just clever banter. Um, the other thing that makes me hopeful is looking at it from behind the scenes. The writers and directors are have worked on TV shows like Key and Peele, Broad City, Workaholics. So they definitely have that genre of like, kind of weird and out there humor with decent banter nailed down especially broad city like if you mm-hmm. haven't wa- have you have you I watched haven't broad, seen city? broad city that yet. is 110 percent right up your alley i cannot stress that enough that show's amazing um but anyway next on the list um there's a lot of things i want to talk about i i want to talk really quickly because even though it's a big trailer there's not much that i really have to say about it but i want to talk about it the there was a new Infinity War trailer that dropped. I think that this one's gonna. This trailer honestly was much much better than the first one. Well, to be all right, I do want to say because I don't think I don't know if you realize this. The first, are you referring to the first trailer of the movie period, or the first one we talked about on the podcast? First one we talked about on the podcast. All right, was I, that a teaser? I do want to clarify that was a thirty second like TV spot that aired, uh, so that wasn't the actual first. But regardless. This is a better trailer than I think the very first trailer. It gives you just enough. It teases you. There's great lines from everybody. Again, oh, showing that the um, what's the actor's name who's one of the main characters in Galaxy War? The dude with the headphones. Galaxy War, not Galaxy War. Jesus Guardians Christ. of the Galaxy. Yeah, Guardians of the Chris Galaxy. Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt. I like oh your pl- I like your plan, except I think it sucks. So let me do the plan, and, and that way it much, might be much really good. Better. And Robert Downey Jr. Just, li- like rolls his eyes and is just wow. It it <laughs> like it, I think it's a strength of Marvel or mate. Like I don't know. I feel like it's a strength, but at the same time, as kind of a writer, I feel like it might be a weakness. The fact that all these characters are written in such a similar way that you can have a writer from a different series tackle the same character that another writer has and still get the same kind of personality and characterization well i think that's because even though this is gonna be considered to be an action movie this is the this is a comedy too like it's an action comedy and 
And honestly, I think that a lot of people wouldn't be very happy if the characters all of a sudden turned serious. I mean, I don't think they would because turn half serious. Because half the reason that, like, the Avengers um, and Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange were all successful, I, th- I feel like that's because of the comedic relief that they had. I mean, I, dis- I disagree with the Doctor Strange one. Cause I, I actually haven't really... seen Doctor Strange. I just know he's in I wasn't, Infinity Wars. I wasn't a fan of that movie. Um, I have very particular opinions of Marvel films in general. But all around, a better trailer. It gives you more to look forward to. It gives you some nice tease moments. I love the shot at the very end of Captain America, like, literally holding up because there's a lot of great shots of scale in this movie yeah. or in this trailer. Like, there's a scene where Thanos has, like, grabbed Thor's head and you see his entire hand is like, grabbed his head like it's a grape. And, like, Cap is pushing against Thanos' hand coming down on top of him and it's taking his entire body and both of his hands to push up Thanos' one hand. Yeah. And just, like wow it that like the sense of scale that some of these trailers are showing off is just just awesome well even in the beginning of the trailer um there's a part where robert downey jr or iron man they're talking about how thanos is such a threat and robert downey jr just goes tell me this dude's name again like what 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 is his name (laughs) i mean you're saying but it's that... like Iron Man. Right. It's so like Iron Man. Because remember from the first Avengers where he became an expert on some huge scientific thing so that he could bond with Banner? Right, right. And they were like, when did you become an expert on this? And he goes, last Yesterday. night. Yeah, I did my homework, did the research. It was just, it was such an Iron Man moment. I loved it. Fair. Um, I, so, I mean, good trailer all around. I, there's no real complaints that I have for it. Um, just gets me really excited for the movie, which is a trailer's job, a good trailer's job. Um, next trailer I want to talk about, Won't You Be My Neighbor? There's not really a huge amount to talk about with this trailer. It's a documentary trailer. There's not a lot to really dig into in terms of plot and stuff. But um, can you be my? I just will you my, be I just my neighbor? My <laughs> Crap. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> will you be my neighbor? This is going to be such. This is going to be a, a sweet, heartwarming movie. Like, I don't know about everybody else's childhood, but Mister Rogers was a part of mine. Oh, one hundred and ten percent. Like, I don't even think we. Was it still on the air when we were kids? Yeah, no, Mr. Rogers. Like, I watched Mr. Rogers. No, because I watched it too, but I mean like... Oh, reruns or Yeah, was it reruns or was it the original show? I don't even know. I don't either, actually. I'm going to look it up real quick. But what I like about this movie, and even the fact that it's a documentary, is uh, you learn that Mr. Rogers is the same person on and off screen. This is a man who just cares about people being happy and just wants to spread so much love and so much connection. So I think what's going to be really significant about this trailer is that you can learn how much an actor is real versus acting. Yes, he was. 
it, they did continue to make episodes through 2001. So we did, yeah. for at least a few years, we were still watching the new, and he passed away in 2003. I didn't realize he passed away. But, like, the... I didn't even, that makes me so sad. But, like, I think that the two big things that stand out to me about this trailer is I will forever be an advocate that children's entertainment can be more than just fart jokes and bright colors on a screen. There can be intelligence. There can be wit. Whether you're teaching them a lesson or not, there can be effort put into them. That's why that I was hate... Mr. Rogers' like whole show was just teaching kids to love and to be kind and to be neighborly. Well, not even just that. Like, like I love kids shows that are willing to... I mean, it's why I hate shows like Teen Titans Go and the modern SpongeBob and why I love shows like Steven Universe that are willing to teach not only messages but some of the more difficult to talk about messages like they brought up in the trailer like there were there were times with where he would dedicate like an entire week of episodes to death to divorce to war but yeah but that's that's my thing like that's so important and i feel like with a lot of children's stories whether it is literature whether it's a tv show whether it's a movie is we're trying to shelter kids from the hard stuff and mr rogers never did that like he wouldn't necessarily go into all the gory details of what happens in death or a divorce or so on and so forth but he explained it to a point where the kid understood the situation and felt at least a little less confused and definitely did not feel alone. You can't talk to kids. You have to speak to children intelligently. You have to treat them with the same respect and intelligence that you would treat a regular adult. Think about the fairy tales. Like before Disney hit, Brothers Grimm... um, uh, the dude who wrote Little Marin made um, Hans Christian. Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah. Mainly just Brothers Grimm. Like, you just say Brothers Grimm, period. Yeah, but, like, what I'm saying is, like, stories are meant to entertain, but they're also meant to teach lessons. And I feel like we have forgotten that. Yeah. Um kind of i don't know where else to go from but like it looks like a really good documentary it looks like a sweet documentary it looks like a like heartfelt tearjerker kind of documentary bring your tissues to the theater oh guaranteed just from like should i buy you a box the weird the not the weird the like sweet instrumental version of the theme song that they have playing underneath this trailer is amazing and i love it um next there's a few here that, like, I really don't have that much to say about. I just wanted to bring them up. Um, Spy Who Dumped Me. There's not a lot to talk about plot-wise, because it doesn't really say a lot plot-wise. It's a teaser, but it looks... It's it's an action comedy with Kate McKinnon and My- Mila Kunis. It's Mila. Mila Kunis. Yeah. Um, where, like, Mila Kunis' boyfriend was a CIA agent who then dumped her. Who didn't tell her didn't tell her he was a CIA agent, and now she's being chased for some reason. Yeah. And the thing that bugs me in this trailer was, first of all, I thought it was going to be gay. I see Kate McKinnon and Mila Kunis in the trailer, both holding, like, guns, 
and it's called the spy we dump. I was kind of disappointed, but whatever. One it would have been a one really of the lesbian spy movie. But That's like, fine. it would have been interesting if um, Kidman or Kunis was the Kidman. spy. Not Kidman. Um, McKinnon. McKinnon. Nicole Kidman. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I'm fine with a Nicole Kidman spy. I'm 110% fine with that. <laughs> but think, like, it would have been a really interesting take. But so the spy is a male. Yeah. And um, this whole movie also just feels like some the jokes are fine. Some of them are jokes that we've like seen before, and other like you th- the the genre of like throw an ordinary person into the spy persona. Yeah, some of the jokes are the, like they're like, oh my god, I killed someone, and like I don't know how to drive this car because it's a fancy spy car. Like some of those jokes you've seen shift. before. Um, but like there's this. Note it, to everybody out there, if you ever date a spy, you might have to learn how to drive stick shift. If he tells you that he's a spy. I mean, or he she. might not. But or they might not. But, like, this movie feels like it's... Because it even... It starts with, like, a montage. It's, like, in 2018, women have been killing it. And it shows... It's like, okay, yeah. Let's have another big-budget women's comedy. But literally the entire trailer is just jokes about how incompetent these women are. They Which don't I'm know how to drive a stick shift. It feels like I feel pretty. It does. The concept is great and empowering, but in the execution, it's like, I don't know if you thought this through. Like, I'm I'm hoping that it's similar to I feel pretty in the hopes that this is just a bad trailer for it. And that's not what the movie's going to be about. It's going to be the opposite, hopefully, or, or at least... Well, because like we said at the beginning of this podcast, like, there have been plenty of bad trailers for really good movies. Right. And I'm just, fingers crossed that I feel pretty and the spy who dumped me are that way. Because... They both are great concepts that seem like maybe yeah. execution-wise could leave a bit to be desired. But we'll figure that out. Fun fact as well, never mentioned this in the news, and it's not really news anymore. Uh, I Feel Pretty actually got its release date moved up to ah! April, so I'm, that's going to be one of the last ones I review, so feel free to tag along with me to that, and we can see how that one turns out. Um, Will you buy popcorn? I don't buy popcorn at the movies. Why? <laughs> because I normally I don't, and if I do, I get the $4 kids snack pack, because it comes with a small drink and airheads and just enough popcorn. And it's cheaper than a small drink. I work my magic. My mother's a couponer. Shout out to you, mom, again, second week in a row. Um, <laughs> Hotel Transylvania 3. I'm excited. I don't hate these movies, believe it or not. I like the series. I think it's funny. I enjoyed the first one because mainly of the animation and the extremely well done voice work. I'm fine with... I, I hate Adam Sandler. I have a vicious hatred of him. You I, know this. Yes. I'm fine with him when he does voice work. Because his voices are some of his best aspects. To those out there, never recommend an Adam Sandler movie and maybe not even a Will Ferrell movie. Oh, wait, wait, up. wait. Hold on there. I'm joking. Hold on. I'm joking. Do not disgrace the name of my boy, Will. <laughs> I love Will Ferrell. What's the other... Um, there's a male comedian, though, that you don't like besides Adam Sandler. Tyler Perry. That. Tyler Perry's not white. I said there's a white male No, comedian. you said just male. And, um, 
But there's one like that. Is, I mean, like, comedians, yes. Comedians slash actors, I don't like. I hate Jeff Dunham. Maybe that's the one I was thinking of. Anyway, anyway, um, I enjoyed the first Hotel Transylvania. I just the the story I was mixed about because I'm. It, it wasn't bad, but at the same time, I still just kind of feel weird that we're still going back to that idea of, like, I am a dad, and I disapprove of everything my daughter is doing, therefore I will manipulate her life and lie to her about it. Like, it feels weird that we're still doing that story, but whatever. But at the same time, it's... Because he, he manipulates, but he, but he doesn't. No, he does! He does! Like, he very much does, but, like... He's, um... He has good intentions behind it. Fair. But, like... Like, the first one, he didn't want her to get involved with a mortal boy. He didn't want her to get hurt. Daddy's little girl. The second one, like, as soon as the baby came along, he was all for it. He was like, let's go, grandbaby. I'm all excited. And I'm excited because we're finally going to try and get Dracula a girlfriend. That's a sentence you probably never thought you would have to say. I don't know. I, I, but I really like the idea of it. But like, so... His girlfriend wants to kill him. It's funny. I, I'm hopeful for this movie because I enjoyed the first movie because I thought some of the writing was clever. I thought the voice work was clever and I thought the animation was great. I will forever 110% be for the, like, I don't understand why every, like, modern CGI animated film has to be, like, realistic as opposed to like the hotel transylvania series that embraces the super ridiculous goofiness of looney tunes kind of squash and stretch animation well like it literally opens up with all of them walking in snorkeling gear and because they've got like the large flippers they're practically like doing knee highs as though the flippers are sticking to the deck and like i love that style of animation so i'm glad we get to see more of it honestly there's a few parts in the trailer where I feel like it might be a little too weird and, like, stretchy, if that's even, like, a complaint. Oh, did you feel uncomfortable just like Dracula when his dad came on the cruise and started waving at the ladies with his no, toes? No, not that. But, like... Can you imagine if your dad did that? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Why would you bring that up? No! <laughs> um... Anyway, what does they add in the sound effects of like waving? They go the dee 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 dee. The little the fairy wave. Yeah. Um, I re- I I liked the first Hotel Transylvania. I didn't like the second one because even though I found it funny and I liked the like monsters can't be cute kind of subplot, even though I thought it was a little weird because it's like a family animated movie about monsters that's being like monsters can't be cute. Hey, pot pot calling the kettle black there. Um, the second one really didn't have, like, a plot. That's true. Like, it was, it like... Was, it was pretty much all about, like, just trying to get the baby to, um, like, accept its like be, half vampirism. Like, sprout his fangs or wings or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that... It, it felt like a an excuse to just have a bunch of wacky set pieces where they destroy some stuff, as yeah. opposed to, like, having a plot. But I like the plot in this one. I like the idea of the plot in this one. They go on a cruise. I, I don't... Like, if you've never been on a cruise, I would recommend it. I love going on cruises. I, I, I've I never been on a cruise. My family wants to go. to go on a Disney cruise because my need, family's obsessed with Disney. You need to Trust go. me. I want to. Um, but, like, 
I I like the idea of this one because the animation looks gorgeous, and I like the plot because the woman that Drac is like infatuated with and oh my God, runs so the cruise funny. is the great granddaughter of Van Helsing. That's genius. But well, okay, what I can't tell though is like because the trailer shows that she like hates him, wants to kill him, wants to hurt him in some sense, but um his eyes do like the purple sparkle thing they zing is that what it's called yeah that's actually what they call it in the movie yeah yeah they, they, zing. Z- they zing and so in the he's first clearly one infatuated. well like no no but it, remember in the first one when you have your zing you've met your soulmate right i feel like see you're complaining about not knowing if they're really going to be together or no, what. No, I'm not complaining. I'm interested. I want to find out. Okay, so you're actually like, no, this is a good trailer because it doesn't tell us everything. Yeah. Okay, good. For a second, I thought you were complaining that the trailer didn't explain no, the entire I'm film to you. No, I'm interested because, like, I want to see, like, this makes me want to go see the movie because I want to know if she's going to, the captain of the ship, if she's going to end up being this villain that they defeat um, as a family or if... Uh, she's going to change your mind and realize monsters aren't that bad. Because it would not be the first mortal that came into this family and realized, like, monsters really aren't that bad. I don't think she's immortal. I think she's... Not immortal. No, I'm saying I don't think she's a-mortal. Oh, you don't think she's human? Well, I don't think she's necessarily human. Or I don't... I don't think she's not human. I think she's experienced in the monster world. We're doing this deep dive on the Hotel Transylvania 3 trailer uh, for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but well, because she, she runs the cruise yeah. for monsters, like there's only other monsters on this cruise. So I think she at least knows enough about the monster world. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Anyway, we've spent way too much time talking about the Hotel Transylvania 3 trailer. Um, it's not the first time we spent too much time on a trailer. Uh, two trailers I want to talk about just briefly, and then one that I want to do a little bit more of a dive into before we get into the rest of the Small Potatoes news, because there's not a lot of big news, but there's actually quite a bit of Small Potatoes. Nothing huge, though. Nothing that'll take, like, a super long time. Um, We definitely have not spent too long on any of these trailers. No, not at all. Um, (laughs) The House with the Clock in Its Walls. Uh, Jack Black! God, I love Jack Black. Looks like a really good trailer. Looks like a very fun, gothic movie. Um, like, just scary enough, but not too scary I for only kids. I have one complaint. What? I really wish that the release date was in October. Okay, but, like, it's September. Like I'm, I'm going to be that nitpicky. I want it to be in October. Whatever, dude. It's very like, halloween It is, and it's actually based on, based on a book by John Belair. I'm definitely watching this movie this Halloween. It just looks like... Come to my place. I'll actually make popcorn. I mean, it's not going to be out on DVD by the time Halloween hits. You're saying that you're not going to try to call the company and get a copy? I don't have that much pull at all. Anywhere. Anyway. (laughs) Um, This, like, I don't know... There's not, like, it just looks like a good movie. It just looks like a movie where everything is executed well. Everything is performed well. It has an interesting hook. The trailer doesn't give away too much. It just looks like a very, uh, a, a movie that is not necessarily serious, but that people took seriously. Yeah. 
Um, I like the octopus part. Yeah, that there's, was... There's a point where a, a door a, opens. Um, he's like, and every, Jack everything's... Black is telling the kid, he was like, wander anywhere you want. Like, it's completely safe. And all of a sudden, like, an octopus... Like, well, I, I don't know. There's Some tentacled octopus tentacles, monster. Octopus tentacles, like, come out of the door, and they're purple, and they're ginormous. And the kid's like, you call that safe? And, and Jack Black's like, when you feed it. As long as it's fed. Yeah, like... <laughs> Um, what do you feed it? Small children? But, like, it just looks like a, a good movie. Um, another one that I, honestly, believe it or not, I don't really have that much to say about it. New trailer for Deadpool 2. Unfortunately, not called the untitled Deadpool sequel. But it's Deadpool. Like I wanted, but it's Deadpool 2. <gasps> a good trailer, a well-executed trailer that I don't really have that much to say about. Like, oh. because it's a more traditional trailer... Like, it's got funny jokes in there, but I don't really, like, I don't want to just be like, hey, there are funny jokes in this trailer, and point out the funny jokes. One thing that I'm interested in is you get to see Deadpool's actual face more in this movie than I feel like the first one. Or at least in the trailer you do. Yeah, at least in the trailer you do. So I think that's interesting. And then the girlfriend's not the same. Is she? Like, I feel like Yes, he... she is. Yeah. It's the same girlfriend? Yeah. For some reason, I thought she changed. No, she's it's the same actress. Okay. But, no, I, I like that the girlfriend's still there, and it's funny. He, like, comes in to the house, and he's obviously, like, finished fighting crime or something, but he's like, sorry I'm late. I had to fight all the gluten in the world, and now it won't touch us. Because she's so worried about gluten. Yeah. I mean, that's the joke. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I would actually laugh, though, if she has a gluten allergy in this film. (laughs) That would literally. Because that would be. It would so be Deadpool. It would. Um, I mean, there's nothing that I really have to say about it. It's just a good trailer. Mm -hmm. Um, I do. So, here's what I'm going to do. Last trailer on the list, I'm going to let you just talk. I'm going to let you talk about this trailer for a bit, and then I'm going to say why I hate this movie before it's even come out. Action point. Uh, I will give a brief synopsis, and then you just go ahead and... I didn't... I didn't like the trailer either. No, I mean, I'm not talking about the trailer. I'm talking... This is the one with Johnny Knoxville. I know. I'm not talking about the trailer. I'm talking about the entire movie. I hate. I just... Nothing looked promising. Like, I'm sitting here actually struggling to remember the trailer because there was nothing memorable about it. Johnny Knoxville's, he's like, he's a grandfather to this daughter. He's like, you want to learn when your grandpa owned one of the most famous... Oh, the Jackass movie. Okay, essentially, you have a grandfather who is telling his granddaughter about the theme park that he used to run. And how his daughter is involved, kind of. But she would come and stay. She's the voice of reason. But his um, park was getting shown up by all the other parks moving in. Like, there's a clear Six Flags parody called Seven Parks. My, it it's gonna be. It's essentially gonna be a jackass film with hopefully a plot. Like bad. It promises a plot, but. The thing I'm really excited about is that there's going to be a lot of stupid stunts. So, uh, this to me, this is a movie where 
you get it off Redbox or Netflix or you get it on DVD or something. You get really drunk with your friends and you watch it in the background. That really that's that's what this movie's for. I don't I don't find anything promising about it. Would you like to now know the reason I hate this movie? I'm excited. This is based on a real park called Action Park where in the 70s it was notorious for its safety violations. There's a line in the trailer where they open the park and he says free beer for everyone. They had days where it was free beer. The and park and attendants. Then when like people are saying like, dude, the like this. Nine people safe. died at this park. Jesus. And we're making it into a riotous Johnny Knoxville stunts comedy, and that just seems so ridiculously tone deaf to me that just I'm like I'm openly cringing. Why? I didn't know that. Oh, why are we doing that? Why is this a good idea? What? <laughs> like, dude, if I was any one of the families of the person that died from that park, I would be suing. I would be like, why are you trying to make a joke and glorify this park? And I had a family member die there. And the the, the struggle that I have in looking at this trailer is. I don't think they're glorifying it because they're clearly showing that these guys were idiots. Well, then I'm wondering, like, if this, like, they'll have the stunts, they'll have the jackass crew, like, but I, and I'm wondering if they're trying to, like, obviously there's going to be comedy in it, but I'm wondering if they're trying to show, like, how bad this was. Like, I'm wondering if it's a movie about that, but then... It's also a uh, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, Knoxville. Um, Johnny Knoxville film. So I don't know. So here's the reason why I don't think that'll be the case. Because I think if they if they did that, if they were like, no, we're we're have some comedy in it, but we really are taking an examination at like how crappy this park was and how crappy these people were. I think they get a lot of pissed off customers. Like, people going to see the movie, like, I wanted to see John Knoxville comedy. Why are you making me, like, question the ethics of laughing at these stupid stunts? Like, I I want to see a serious movie about this park and, like, the terrible things that happened because I think it's a fascinating story. But at the same time, this is... think it could be both? No, I really don't. Because I think if it's both, it's guaranteed to not be a good movie. I don't think it's going to be a good movie either way. Whether it is comedy, whether it's serious, whether it's both, like, I don't... I think it's going to be below average, because at least Bad Grandpa I enjoyed because it was, like, a hidden camera. It was like a hidden camera movie. So you had that loose story that was amusing, but you also had the, I'm watching these real-life people's reactions, like Borat. Yeah. That's why that movie was funny to me. This doesn't look funny, because it's like, okay, it's real-life stunts. Okay, everybody's an actor. Like, yeah, it's Johnny Knoxville's actually getting thrown through a window, but like, he's Johnny Knoxville. He's done it a million times. Like, I'm really surprised this dude is still alive. Like, honestly. I'm honestly surprised that most of the people from Jackass are. I mean, one dude isn't. That's true. But like, I'm, I'm still surprised that most of the crew is still there because, I mean, these were dudes who like... 
they were they were in jackass they didn't invent butt chugging but like they definitely made it more popular i didn't know what it was actually until i saw a jackass film and i was like what are they doing what are they doing what are they doing everybody was like that's actually a thing and i was like why it's i don't know these guys are it just looks like a very tone deaf movie that's gonna be very interesting and i don't know it'll be interesting um yeah, uh, that's all the trailers we got, so time to hop into the small potatoes. True. Which one do you want to talk about first? Well, I was going to leave a space in there for, like, the sound cut. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. You'd think that... <laughs> You would have grabbed on by now. Um, first, like, not none of these are, like, huge. Um, I'll just rattle off the list. Like, some brief descriptions. Jump in if you have anything to say. Of if course. you don't, like... Um, for the first time since the 90s, Disney is releasing a complete series box set of one of its television shows. Um, believe it or not, this never happened with a show like Kim Possible or... Which is unfortunate. But yeah, Kim it's very unfortunate. Was my childhood. It was mine as well. Um, but this is why we're friends now. Duh. Gravity Falls is getting a complete series release on Blu-ray with a ton of extras. First Disney series since the Adventures of the Gummy Bears to get a complete series release. Um, I don't actually know anything about Gravity Falls. It's a really good show. It's one of those shows where if you watch it, you ha- you're ha- kind of hard pressed to realize like. Disney made this? This is a little... Oh. It's a lot of, like, supernatural and Illuminati, like, kind of stuff. What? It's really good. It's really good. Um, I'm excited. But it's a really good show, and... Maybe I'll start watching it. I highly, highly recommend it. I think it's on Amazon Prime. I'm not positive, but I think it is. Complete series Blu-ray. It's gonna have a bunch of extras on it, a bunch of behind-the-scenes, uh stuff about the show i think it's priced for like 79 bucks which is a little pricey but my birthday's in august you haven't even seen the show i'm not gonna buy you something that's that expensive that you might hate that's fair but then you like it so you could have it yeah but like i don't have the money for that (laughs) um hashtag college hashtag college uh next on the list Infinity War set a record for trailers somewhere. Where is actually my notes for that? Uh, they're out of order. Hold on. Uh, but, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. That's my life. Um, crap. Where actually is it? Um, it really broke a record. The trailer, yeah. This Take a past while. one though, right? Yes. Take a wild guess as to what. Like, what kind of record? Uh, Broke a record for, like, uh, action scenes? The second trailer for Avengers Infinity War was viewed 179 million times in its first 24 hours. So people are excited. Yes. The record holder for the... So it's not the biggest trailer. It's not like the trailer that's gotten the most views in 24 hours. That record goes to 
Black Panther. The first trailer for Infinity War, which racked Uh-oh. up 230 million views in the first 24 hours. Wow. I was really hoping that it would have been Black Panther. I mean, guess what the... So that's the first place trailer, was the 230 million views. Guess what the second place record holder is? I have no idea. The first trailer for It, which in its first 24 hours was viewed 197 million times. Jesus. And then Infinity War trailer number two took the third place spot, bumping the previous third place record holder to number four, which was the trailer for Beauty and the Beast with 128 million views. I really wish um, I had that kind of money. I what mean, would you do with that kind of money? I don't make a movie. Like, really? yes. Is that even a question for me? I would buy a boathouse. I mean, you do you, dude. Um, I want a boathouse. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, next on the list. Uh, are you familiar with the 2015 Fantastic Four movie? The I one that's... Right. Huh? It, like, I don't know, like, it was it was a good movie, but I did expect more of it in terms of, like, character development. Like, I liked the movie, but I just expected you, more. You do like, you like the movie? Yeah. Okay. That's... Surprising? Yeah. It has a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a real bad movie, You have to dude. also remember, like, I don't, I didn't... No, the comic series. No, not even just from comics. Like, this is a bad movie. Am I thinking of a different movie? I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, um, the reason I bring this up is... Wait, sorry. I'm thinking of I Am number four. I'm talking about Fantastic Four. I know. The... I was thinking of I Am number four. All right. Ignore me. You're fine. Uh, the director of this new Fantastic Four movie, which got a lot of heat for being very bad um the director in interviews and stuff a lot of times was like hey this was not my movie like 20th century fox like i gave them my cut and they were like cool we don't want to use this cut we're going to do reshoots we're going to recut the movie to what we think is the best vision he said this multiple times he's officially redacted the film from his filmography like he's not listing it anymore Which is a huge, like, no one's going to forget that this movie existed because it's, like, real bad. But um, according to Screen Rant, uh, Josh Trank redacts Fantastic Four from filmography on Instagram. On his Instagram bio where he's listed all of his films and the credits that he has on each one, he's now, like, it'll say, like, the film and then what he did. It's now just asterisk, 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 asterisk with enough characters for Fantastic Four director. So, like, this dude is salty for good reason. But I mean, like, I would be, too, because, I said, like, he shot this movie, made this movie, and then the company was like, good job, bud, but we're no. not going to use this. Um, I'm once, surprised he didn't take it off then. Been like, what do you mean you're I mean, I'm take- sure there's contracts and stuff. Probably. Um, we're talking about Black Panther again. Because Black Panther is officially the highest grossing superhero film ever. Which was why I thought it broke. That's why I thought it was number one in trailers. No, not in trailer views. This is like. No, I know that. But when we were talking about the trailer views uh, a few minutes ago, that's why I thought it was. Because it's been breaking so many records. So when you're like, 
which one do you think is the number one? And I was like, obviously, it's Black Panther. Fair enough. Um, so. With that said, like, we talk about Black Panther all the time. And that's because Black Panther actually deserves to be talked about all the time. You've seen the movie. I have not yet. And I know it's horrible. But, like, I know it's horrible. I haven't seen it. But this movie has done so much. I feel like for our culture, for media, for movies. So, honestly, Black Panther has earned everything. Everybody a part of that crew should just keep patting yourself on the back. Y'all did good. Proud of y'all. I mean... 110 percent i agree with that i was reading over i was trying to find i was trying to find a number i was trying to find a number um so black panther in 38 days so it's not even done with its like theatrical run yet i know i'm really excited 38 days a little over a month in theaters and this movie's made 630.9 million dollars in the u.s alone just past the avengers with 623 million dollars which was the previous record holder for, like, the highest-grossing superhero film ever. Or at least domestically, in the U.S. This is just in the U.S. Worldwide, there's other numbers and things to consider. But, yeah, that's—I mean, there's not really a lot to dig into with that. It, that is what it is. Like, it's huge. Um, we're getting another Indiana Jones! What? Yep. This is the thing. Um, let me find... Okay, come on. I just saw it. Well, wait. Is it like... Steven Spielberg confirms April 2019 will be the UK sh- shooting date for Indiana Jones 5. As reported by Empire Magazine um, at their... Empi- but he's old. Are we... Dude, like- I don't know. Well, it's like Harrison I'm- Ford. Like... Well, like what I'm- because the last one seemed like it was like passing off the torch to Shia LaBeouf. So let's not bring Shia. Let's not bring Crystal Skull up at all. Like, no, 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 period. No, yeah, no, no, you're right. But like, is it going to be a continuum, or is Harrison Ford coming back, or like? I don't know. Like, he didn't say. I'm assuming it is Harrison Ford purely because of the character. I don't know what it, that will mean in terms of story. I don't know what it's going to be about. They haven't announced anything, obviously. Spielberg hasn't said... The only thing he said was, Indiana Jones 5 is officially happening. We're going to start shooting it next year. So, wait, question. Um, going back to Crystal Skull for a second. Do um, What was his name? Shia LaBeouf's character name. I have no idea. Because I really can't could remember. not tell you. Well, like I can't remember if he's named after Indiana Jones. I don't think he is. I I I am being legitimate. I don't think he is. Also, I basically just blocked Crystal Skull from my memory. <laughs> Use bleach's eyedroppers. Yes, like Crystal Skull did not happen. Or eye drops, not eye droppers. Crystal Skull did not happen in my <laughs> head. We never... What? There was just, like, a gap in, like, summer of 2007 in the summer movies. Like, what movie came out? Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, The Stranger Things kids are getting a pay raise for season three. Good. Uh, $350,000 per episode. Can I have some? 
the like the these are kids like obviously the show is good enough to where it deserves it but like these are kids this is insanity i really hope that like because okay i'm always i'm always worried about child stars and the amount of money that they're getting like the stranger things kids have been beautiful with the way that they're talking to the public with um times that they're meeting with fans with social media they've been very mature for their age they've been absolutely wonderful i don't have a critique against any of the kids but i really hope that there's somebody there that's like helping them figure out what to do with this money because like I don't want it to be because I feel like past child stars have just had access to all this money and it was like, do do do, let me see what I can do with this. And then they end up getting in trouble. But I'm hoping that somebody's going to talk to them about putting this into savings and. I mean, probably. I would almost guarantee it. Um, so, specific breakdown on who's getting how much. Um, it is. According to sources close to Netflix, this is reported by The Hollywood Reporter, Netflix has not confirmed any of this. Hollywood Reporter reached out to Netflix and they declined to comment. Um, main actors, they're being divided into different tiers. Uh, Winona Ryder and David Harborough, who Winona Ryder plays Joyce, the mom, and David Harborough plays Jim Hopper, the sheriff, they're getting $350,000 an episode. Uh, the younger stars, Finn Wolfhard, uh, the main four kids are getting 250000 per episode, and then the other kids, Nancy, Jonathan, Steve, are getting $150,000 an episode. Is there a name in there that you didn't hear? Millie's. Millie's is not listed. Apparently, her, her salary is being completely separate, like negotiated completely separately. According to this, um, what, uh, what it... Her camp has been tight-lipped throughout the deal-making process. What is known, however, is that Brown, as the Hollywood Reporter reported last year, separated herself from the rest of the cast during the renegotiations for season two and is at least making the $250,000 the other younger actors are earning. But some sources suggest that Brown may be getting even more. So, like, she might be getting more than her other younger co-stars. Honestly, I I'm actually a... have praise for Millie, though. I mean, she deserves it. Well, no, I'm, I have praise for her in the fact that she and her people are trying to keep her salary unknown. Uh, all right, I will say this. I don't think they're trying to keep their, her salary unknown. This is just my cynical worldview. I don't think they're trying to keep it unknown. I think they're still trying to get more money out of it, and it's just taking longer than they thought. Yeah, possibly, but I don't I don't know. Because we I don't think it's I wouldn't want my salary to be broadcasted. Not that I make much of one, but like I wouldn't want my salary being broadcasted to the world. Just wait even till you if get I to was Hollywood. making a move. Even if I was making movies. Like that's gonna it, I mean it's basically public knowledge once you get into Hollywood. That's true. Um Next piece of news, uh, Jacob Tremblay, the star of, you remember the movie Room from a few years ago? Yeah. And uh, Jacob Tremblay, star of Room, most recently Wonder, 
movie mm-hmm. that came out mm-hmm. last year. He is starring in a new movie called Good Boys for Universal, an R-rated comedy from Office alums Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stupaninsky, um, said to be in the vein of Superbad and Sausage Party, that follows four 12-year-old boys who skip school to embark on a day-long adventure fraught with comedic peril, produced by Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, and James Wheeler. Weaver. I love how kids get in trouble for skipping school, and then we keep showing movies about kids skipping school. I love that they're like, oh, look at this sweet kid. Look at this adorable kid who's like, he's the best. He's done some Oscar-nominated performances, and like, look at how good he is. You want to star in an R-rated comedy? I don't think it's going to, like, turn him bad. No, but at the same time, like... I mean, it's happened before. Like, How old is been... this kid? I think he's, like, 13 or 14. But, like, you have to think, like... I don't... Like, I get why it's happening, but at the same time, like... He and his friends can't watch the movie. That's... Like, he's going to end up watching the movie because he's a part of it, but, like... I mean, no, he, not necessarily. This has happened before. I mean, you have younger kids who star in R-rated movies and That's stuff. Um, it's not new to Hollywood, but, like, I do see where your concern like, he, is coming like, from. But, like, he's 13 years old. You know eventually he's going to see the film, but, like... I mean, you look at the most infamous, uh, like, younger actor. Leon the Professional. Fabulous movie. That's true. Natalie Portman, when she was, like, 13. Yeah. She's fine. That's true. Um, I'm just wondering what the R-rated aspects are going to be. I'll repeat. Produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. What do you think? Oh, well, then it's rated R for, like, swearing and inappropriate jokes. Maybe a few drug references here and there, because, you know, I will repeat... Produced by Seth Rogen. Oh. Okay, I'm not worried anymore. Take away my concerns. He's um, fine. He's 13. He's heard it all before. I thought this was going to be, like, I thought you, it... You thought this was going to be, like, some weird, twisted, like... Yeah, I was! I was like, dude, what if, like, what if this movie, like, scars him? I don't think it will. Because well, the, the, like, also, think about the subject material for Room. Room was rated R. That's true. But I will, like, I'm just thinking of, like, all the actors who were, like, became scarred because of roles they've played. Eh. I mean, I, again, I think it's a point of concern, and I can see where your concern comes from. But, but it's already, Seth Rogen, so we're fine. I, I think he'll, I don't think this he'll is be a fine. point of concern. Um, it's Seth Rogen. Really cool new Lego sets coming for Tron. Tron. Tron Legacy oh, is getting Lego sets, or like one. So there's a line of Legos called Lego Ideas where people can submit their own ideas for Lego sets if they want to. So You can customize Legos now? Well, you can, you can send them a document of like, here, I have planned out this entire Lego set. Can you please make it for me? They can accept it and then, not just like for you, they, they can like accept it and possibly put it into production. I wonder if so, like, that's how the that. that's how the portal Legos got made. That's how the Minecraft Legos got made. Well, now this explains a lot. Where like you go into some place like Walmart, or you go into a toy store, and you inevitably go down the Lego section, and you just kind of like wonder where all these ideas came from. I mean, there's a lot 
fewer number of these being made than you'd think. The, like, Lego Ideas brand. But they've made some pretty good sets in the past. Um, but this is going to be... You have to admit, Legos does some pretty nuts stuff. Are you kidding me? There is a room in my house dedicated to Legos. Oh, I'm not We own every Lego game. Oh, You Lord. don't need to lecture me on Legos. Oh, Lord. Um, but Tron Legacy is getting a Lego set. One, singular. It is got the three main characters as minifigures. Korra, Jeff Bridges, and the other guy whose name I can't remember because Tron Legacy was a decent movie. Um, and two light cycles with even, like, clear pieces of Legos to come out the back to, like, give the trail. For a pretty decent price, like, that's a decent set for 40 bucks. That's a decent-ish price. That's about what you would expect. Um, looking at the pieces and stuff online, it looks way more substantial than what I just described. But it looks like a pretty cool set, and I hope that... I mean, I doubt this is the case, but a part of me hopes that, like, maybe Disney will see this and be like, hey, people like Tron. Let's make that third Tron movie that we should make. You should totally make a third Tron movie, Disney. Anyway, next on the list, because um, I'm not passionate about that at all. Um, Tiffany Haddish, uh, star of Girls Trip and most recently presenter at the Oscars who got Girls a lot. Girls Trip was awesome. Girl Strip was awesome. Most recently presenter at the Oscars who got a lot of uh, laughs for her presenting with Kate McKinnon? Yes? I don't know. Um, she's going to be in Dude, the... Dude, li- you do all the work. We had this discussion last episode. No, you no do the work. I know that. I'm here for, like, comedic input. I know that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying <laughs> I don't remember. Anyway, she's going to be in the Lego Movie sequel. Oh. They haven't said who she's playing or what, but... She's going to be in the Lego movie sequel. Interesting. Um, it fine. It sounds. I mean, I'm okay with that. Like, it's not like. That's not like an issue that I have. It's just she's going to be in the Lego movie sequel. She's going to play a uh, one of the stars. So one of the main roles. And it sounds. I'm excited. She's a great comedian. And oftentimes great comedians make really good voice actors. Um, so I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. I'm excited. Um, FX is not moving forward with Donald Glover's Deadpool animated series. Why? I really think this is because of Disney buying Fox. I don't see. Now, hold on. I don't know if it is or not. Yeah. But I think it might be. Now, I will say this. Prior to us recording this, Donald Glover tweeted out, because there were claims, and I think there's even claims in this article that I printed off. Um, There's claims that Donald Glover did not have time to work on it at all, so no work had been done, and it just got Uh... pushed to the wayside. Donald Glover, however, did tweet out prior to us recording, so I was not able to read the entirety of it, he tweeted out the entirety of the first script. He was like, literally tweeted like, hey, just so you guys like aren't yelling at me, I worked on this. Like, yeah. I had time to work on this. So I'm sure there's stuff to dig into there. I did not have the time to dig into it. I'll give it a look afterwards. And if I consider it 
like if it's still a decent enough amount of information in there being revealed about this story, it's possible that we will come back to it next on the next episode. But still, like that's a disappointment because I was excited for that show. I was really excited for that show. Um, next on the list, working it down, um, Gina Rodriguez. The star, currently the star of Jane the Virgin on the CW, which is a really good show. If you guys have not watched that, it's a pretty good show. Um, she's going to produce and star in a live-action Carmen Sandiego movie for Netflix. As in the, like, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego uh, computer games that everybody played in elementary school. Um, this is interesting because there's also an animated series of Carmen Sandiego in the works for Netflix with her still playing the main character. So, like, this is interesting that it's, like, she's playing it in a live-action movie for Netflix and also voicing the lead character in a animated series for Netflix. So that's interesting. Um, just, I mean, I think she's a wonderful choice to play the character. I think it's great, and it will we'll just have to see how it ends up it's interesting that they're doing the live action movie and the animated series kind of i don't know if at the same time but like i don't know not really a lot of details to go on but still an intriguing story um next on the list phil lord and chris miller who famously got fired from the han solo movie last year they were directing it and then they got fired and replaced by ron howard oh yeah 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 um they revealed what they're going to be credited as on the film. And they said, we've elected to take an executive producer credit, which I find interesting considering the fact that they, like, already helped to direct the movie. Yeah. And granted, maybe they threw out all the stuff they directed. But this is a movie that's already been so fraught with behind-the-scenes production issues that I'm just very concerned. And I don't know how it's going to end up, but... I find it interesting that they elected to just take an executive producer credit given how much effort and work they put into with the pre-production and all that stuff behind the scenes. But yeah, I mean, not really much to say about it. Like a lot of, I feel kind of bad cause not a, there very few of this is stuff we're like actually digging into cause not a lot of it is really stuff to dig into. It's the small potatoes. Um, Here's something I'm glad we don't have to dig into. The Spice Girls are getting their own animated superhero movie. What? Yup. Um, reported in an exclusive article by Variety. Oh my god. Variety has... I always laugh when they say, like, when in magazines will be like, we're the first, or they only talk to us or whatever 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 i was like not in the digital age yeah really I, you're I the was first like, for 20 seconds um Ooh, 20 seconds uh variety has learned that an animated film project starring the spice girls is being shopped to potential production partners according to a source all five members of the group have signed off on their likenesses being used for a superhero themed movie working off of the girl power message each character will be voiced by a spice girl and feature a girl power unique to that group member 
that reflects each girl's personality. Uh, it, I just why, just why? That's my only question. Like, I don't care if this is good or bad or anything. Just why? Why does do? Why? Why do we need this? Why do we need an animated Spice Girls superhero movie? For sh- Sorry? For sh- and giggles? I mean, I guess, maybe? But, like... Have they released a trailer yet? No, they're still, like, shopping it around. I mean, hell, this could get canceled in, like... 20 seconds? A year. Like, it could come out and it's like, yeah, nobody picked it up, the movie was canceled, whatever. But, like, why did you even think about this? Why was this even a thing that... Because somebody was bored and ran out of good ideas. I guess, man. Whatever. Um, so, wait. Spice Girls were a musical group, and now we're making it into an animated movie that's about them being superheroes instead of a musical group? No, they're still a musical group, but they're also superheroes, and their superpowers are based off of each one of their personalities and also their girl power. What about their musical abilities? I don't know, dude. I forgot to bring my complete encyclopedia on the yet unmade Spice Girls animated movie. I left it back in my dorm room. (laughs) Sorry about that. I'll remember to bring it next time. I'll remind you. I'll send you a text. Um, Fun fact. Most American movies don't get released in China. China is very specific about what movies are released in the country. Um, I didn't know this fact, but I'm honestly not surprised. So, basically, the the short definition of what happens is a movie will come out, they will show it off, they will show off like a trailer, and if a board of like film people in China say, Hey, we don't think this movie would work or Hey, we think this movie is too crude, violent, whatever. We're not going to release it in theaters. They just, well, doesn't, um, doesn't China's government kind of monitor the general social media and internet access that their citizens have? Yes. So I'm not, I'm not really surprised, and China isn't the only country uh, that's not a huge fan of America right now. Not even in the film industry, but just in general. I mean, this has been a thing that China's always done, like, for years. But the reason I bring it up is there is a Beijing film festival, the Beijing International Film Festival, where a lot of times films will show there, and because it's a film festival, they're allowed to be shown there in their entirety uncut. So a lot of times... Movies that are big hits in the rest of the world that didn't make the cut in China will show there because they're festival films so they can show there completely unedited. Normally those movies come out about a year afterwards, like on this list, um, on the list, uh, there are films that were already shown, like Logan is being shown even though it was already shown in China. Um, and made quite a bit of money despite concerns of the violence. Um, uh, It 
is being shown, Get Out is being shown, Grand Budapest Hotel is being shown. The big one, though, which out of all these films was blocked, but is now being shown at the film festival in its unedited form, Deadpool is getting its China premiere at the Beijing International Film Festival, which just amuses me so much, because you know Ryan Reynolds is going to tweet like, yes, I cannot wait to attend the Beijing International Film Festival to help promote the Chinese release of my award-nominated movie, Deadpool. Like, I'm, I really hope no, he he's going to make it more sassy. Nature. He's going to be, it's going to, yeah, he'll tweet something of that nature, but it's going to be more sassy. Definitely. Um, the only real, so the last piece of like news, quote unquote, that I want to talk about, and it's really the only piece of like decently sized news. Um, the Weinstein Company officially declared bankruptcy. Kind of. So they declared bankruptcy and... The Weinstein Company literally just needs to accept the fact that they're no more. But see, here's the thing. They declared bankruptcy and people are basically like picking at the corpse now. I want... Other studios are swinging in like... Other studios are swinging in like, I want the rights to this series. I want these movies. I want this and this and this and this and this. I'm not 100% if at the time of this recording this actually happened, but I do know that there was a studio that was attempting to swoop in and say, hey, we're just going to fund you so you can declare bankruptcy, take care of some of your debts, and then get back on your feet. I don't think that happened. Again, at the time of this recording, I do not know if it did or not, but... We'll edit it next week. <laughs> I'm, if we're we will wrong. definitely talk about it next week if we're wrong. Um, but like, there's a lot of weird because like now when bankruptcy is declared, you get a lot of the. It's almost like when you win the lottery, you get family members you didn't know you had coming out of the woodwork asking for money. Now that this company's declared bankruptcy, there's weird things coming out of the woodworks, like a Swiss chocolate brand has approached him and said, like, hey, we're filing a lawsuit on you because of unpaid bills for, like, uh, craft services for some of your movies. Like, what? That's so weird. Like... Where did um, that one come from? I don't know. As of right now, um, the biggest bid is Lionsgate. To, like, mainly... This is just to acquire the film. So not to accompany the the... To not to acquire the um, studio, but just to acquire their films that have already been made. Lionsgate is the biggest um, bidder. Also, BIN Media, who also own Miramax. Miramax was the studio that the Weinsteins had before the Weinstein Company. So I would actually be kind of... I would like them to get a hold of it, purely because then that means the Weinstein Company's uh catalog and um miramax's catalog would be united like i would def i would not at all mind that um so i mean that's that's basically all we have to talk about with that because again at the time of this recording i don't think any of the actual like negotiations have finished shaking out but we will let you know we will certainly let you know um, last thing we want to talk about, as unfortunate as it is, sometimes we have to talk about it. 
Um, there was a notable death in the entertainment industry recently. Debbie Lee Carrington, an actor uh, famous for roles in Return of the Jedi, Total Recall, Bride of Chucky, Seinfeld, Titanic, Howard the Duck, The Drew, the Drew Carey Show. Um, there's no cause of death at this current point in time. Um, she's born December 14th, 1959, and she passed away. Why does this article not even say when she passed away? Didn't even say the, like... All right, you said 59? 1959, yes. She passed away at the age of 58. Like, the age we know, and she passed away within the last week, but... Um, I was going to... I'm Yeah, no, that's kind of... Hmm, interesting. The article doesn't say that. Um, she's most notable for playing... Um, roles in captain eo um she was inside the howard the duck costume for the entirety of the filming um she's been a huge advocate for actors with disabilities um she was inside uh a lot of the um ewok outfits um she played weechi wicket's older brother in the ewok adventure and ewoks battle for endor the direct-to-dvd um or direct-to-DVD, direct-to-VHS um, Ewok films that came out. Um, but she is, she's a she's one of those actors where you don't know her until you see her face, which is unfortunate because a lot of actors who have smaller roles in films, I wish were more well-known by the general public, but she is definitely one of those where, trust me, when you see her, you will recognize her. Um, and that is unfortunate, and we lost another good one, and... May she rest in peace. However, as we always like to do, we want to end on a good note. We want to end on a happy note. And I think I have a pretty good note to end on here. Um, as reported by Deadline, while it won't land in the U.S. until later this year, Netflix has officially picked up the streaming rights to the entire catalog of the Monty Python library. Oh Meaning the God. original show, <laughs> all the movies, and even the later, like, more out there, like, The Meaning of Monty Python, Monty Python, Almost the Truth, Conquers America, Almost Live. So when is this going on Netflix so that we can do a marathon? Um, I don't know. In the U.S., we don't know. In the U.K. and Canada, it's all, the whole catalog is going live April 15th. In the U.S., they've said that it will go live later this year because Netflix has different distribution rights in yeah, different countries. Course. Fun fact, The Good Place, the NBC show, in Europe is a Netflix original series. Which is kind of weird. Like, And that's one reason why I kind of have uh, a bone to pick with Netflix in what they classify as a Netflix original series. But whatever. That's a different... That's for a different time. Um, but that is going to do it for us this week on The Real Life. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Apologies for it going a little bit longer, despite the relative shorter amount of news. I don't know. It's weird how some of that works out. Um, but anyway, thank you for joining us. I am Jacob Delandro. Hope it was entertaining, and I am Ray Mundy. And thank you for watching. Uh, listening. Listening. Whatever. I don't know. I think it would be funny if we did a camera one time in here. No, I'm good with that. I'm good with not <laughs> doing that. I, no, I don't dress up. I don't glow up. You're the, in a the, button down. I wear button downs all the time. Shut up. <laughs>